Will you join me in prayer as we go to the word? God, we thank you for this day. We ask that you forgive us our sins, Lord. That you give us keen ears to your voice, to your word. God, that you be in every corner and space of wherever we are. In our home, in our car, in our office. God, that you be with us this moment that you speak to us. And that you give us obedient hearts, God, to your calling, to your invitation, that you heal our world, that you, Lord, be with us and strengthen us. And God, I pray that you forgive me my sins. God, that you purify my lips and my mind and my heart with a coal from your altar, that, Lord, it be your word and not my own that it be much, much, much more of you and less of me, God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's very common around Christmas season for us to see nativities, whether it's in someone's lawn, outside of churches, or even live nativities. We had one here on Christmas Eve, and it was beautiful. And it's very common to see them in people's living rooms. I myself have a collection and, uh, that I've collected from different parts of Latin America, and they're very meaningful, and I think they teach a lot to our children. Most of the time, there's a manger. There is an angel on top. There are some kind of animals, whether it's camels or cows, or mine happen to be, I have to have a, alpacas, because I got one from Bolivia. There's Mary. Joseph and Jesus, and sometimes there's shepherds and the flock, and then the three wise men. We often see those in the nativities for Christmas, but in reality, the three wise men arrived later. They did not arrive to the manger. They arrived later. We think it was when Jesus was around two years old. And instead of arriving to the manger, they actually arrived to Joseph's home. They arrived to a home where Joseph and Mary had put together where they could raise Jesus. And although homes should be a safe place, a wholesome place, especially one where Jesus is in, like it was in this story, that's not always the case. Joseph's home was actually in danger. Mary and Joseph's family, their son, they were in danger, and Jesus was a target for death. Death in a physical sense, but also death to his God-given purpose, death to the blessing that their son, Jesus, was going to bring to their home, to their family, and to the whole world. Let's read from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, and I'm going to go ahead and read verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, or the wise kings, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. 
When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In, in Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and myrrh. And having been warmed in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. See, there's a home. There is a family. Jesus is, is about two years old, we believe. He was a toddler. There's a mom and a dad. And yet, even where Jesus is, King Herod, with his sin, with his anger, wanted to go kill him because he was intimidated. He did not want Jesus to become the Prince of Peace, the, the King of Israel who was going to liberate them. So he wanted to end his life. He wanted to remain in authority. Sin wanted to remain in power. So sin needed to stop Jesus. Sin was using King Herod. Evil, the enemy of God, was using King Herod with his greed and his hunger for power to stop Jesus, to kill him, and therefore stop his God-given purpose and his blessing. But thank goodness for verse 12. Let me read it again. In verse 12, and having been warned, the wise men, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Praise God for the wise kings. They were wise enough to listen and to obey to the warnings. They were able to receive this dream and take it seriously. See, many times we all receive warnings from God. We receive them to, through dreams, through prayer, through sermons, through Bible studies. And specifically, I'm speaking to wise people because the ones who received this message first through the star and then through dreams and arrived to the home, to the family of Jesus, Joseph, and Mary, they were wise people. They were wise in, in word. They were learned people. And they were able to obey and be sensitive and aware to the warnings that God sends us, just like we read in verse 12. You and I, 
filled by the Holy Spirit, not by our own wisdom, but the wisdom of God, are also the wise people of today. Not because we ourselves are intelligent, but because the wisdom of God, the Bible says, through the Holy Spirit, is constantly trying to guide us and give us warnings. Sometimes we just don't listen. Sometimes we don't obey to the warnings of God. How many times has death or sin arrived to our home or our family? How many times have we opened that door right up ourselves? I know we are still in the Christmas spirit, and so many may be saying that my sermon should be more merry, perhaps more jolly. But a friend reminded me that on Epiphany, the light of the star led the wise people, led the wise in the midst of the darkness. For many reasons, our world is dark today. And God is trying to lead us as his wise people of this generation. However, my sermon for you is of encouragement. It is a calling to take courage, to heed to the warnings, to listen to the dreams and the Bible lessons that we receive, and to pay attention just like these wise men did. Again, the story of Epiphany took place in a family's home. It was Joseph's home, a home with Jesus in it, and still it was a target for death. King Herod's sin of greed and envy wanted, wanted to end that purpose and that blessing, the life of Jesus. That's true. That's true in our homes, in your home. Jesus is there. Like Mary and Joseph, we love one another, and that is all true. But sin does not stop trying to interfere. And sometimes it's obvious. Those are normally the sins that, that we do not allow, that we don't participate in. But many times it's subtle because we are wise, because we are Christian. And so the, the enemy of God is going to try to find a way to destroy us. So let's read verse 7. Would you read verse 7 with me? It says like this. Then Herod called the Magi, the wise men, secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. See, that's how sin works. Yes, sometimes it's obvious, but sometimes it's secretly, it's subtle. It's supposed to fool us and, and, and make us go astray. And so the purpose of it is total disruption. If if King Herod would have arrived to that home, we don't know what would have happened to Joseph and Mary and to Jesus. And so it brings me back, I think about our own home, our own homes of, of all of our congregation, of our community. And I pray to God that he makes us aware and makes us wise and alert and active in making sure that we don't allow place for that to occur to our children, to our marriages, to our youth, to our purpose, and to our blessing. 
Before entering the ministry as a pastor, which I'm going on five years now, I was a youth pastor for many, many years, almost 17 years. And one of the things that I heard often, too often, was uh, parents would tell me, you know, Pastor, I let my son or my daughter do something or another. You fill that line in. I let them do this or another at home because I'd rather let them do it at home than in the streets. Sometimes we allow our minors to drink alcohol or many other things because we'd rather let them do this at home than in the streets. And unfortunately, these words were told to me many times by wise people, people who knew the word, who knew our calling, who have Jesus in the home, and yet we allow this to occur. And that is one example of many. Maybe as adults, we open that door right up in other ways for the Herods of our time to come in and try or possibly destroy us. But I am telling you now, do not allow those doors to continue to open to King Herod. Take courage. Heed to the signs and the warnings. Trust God. Obey Scripture. See, we here as clergy, we see your wonderful families. We see your wonderful faces. We know all of the potential that you have, and we trust in that through the Holy Spirit, through the promises of God. But it is you, the Joseph and the Mary, that have the responsibility and the, the task, the beautiful job of guiding your family in your home of protecting your family in your home, of taking all that we learn here together through scripture, through study, through prayer, through worship, and making it real in your home. And see, because sin continues to try. The Herods of today, the King Herods of of today that want to destroy and bring death to the blessings and the purposes of our children and our family continue to try to bring death. And I'm not saying this to bring fear into your home. On the contrary, I'm saying this to bring you courage, to bring you awareness, to remind us together that with God all things are possible, as Philippians tells us. It is a time when we need to really take in our faith and live it out in our home. We see our society struggling. We see the darkness in the world. But in reality, the darkness in society is a reflection of the darkness in homes. And the darkness in homes is a reflection of the darkness in the soul. We at church can only go so far, so close into your home. But you, Joseph and Mary, of your home, have the calling and the opportunity and the gift to be a blessing, a protective shield for those that are in within your roof. So let us be like Joseph and protect our home. There's good news. I'm going to invite you to read verse 13 with me. So when they, the wise men, 
had gone. They had left Joseph and Mary's home after they had given worship to Jesus. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. See, that's another opportunity of message from God. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Listen to this. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. See, once again, God is guiding Joseph. It's not Jesus, the two-year-old, that is receiving this dream. It is Joseph that is receiving this dream. It is the adults in the house, the adults in the house, in your home and in my home. And God is saying, get up. Get up because Herod is trying to kill the family, is trying to kill the purpose and the blessing of the family. Again, this is a message of awakening. In society, people awake in different ways. But as Christians, we awaken the word. We awake in our faith, especially in the midst of darkness. We awake looking at God. I'm going to close with this. Because of the pandemic, I know that some who are immune compromised haven't been able to come in person to worship with us. And I want to say on behalf of all of us as clergy that we love you, that we support you, that we miss you, and that uh, we are with you in prayer. In any way, you can call us, you can email us, and we are ready here for you whenever you are ready to come back. We love you, and we are here. But then there are others that maybe we have seen some since the pandemic or not at all, and yet you are everywhere else. I know because I have a Facebook account. I hope you don't block me now. I have Twitter. I have all of those accounts, and I can see so many people that I have not seen in God's house but that are everywhere else. I'm speaking to you if that is you. Get up. Get up in the name of Jesus. Bring order into your life again, or like never before, and come to God's house like those wise men that knew which direction to go. Heed to the warnings. We know that although God is everywhere, sure, but there's something beautiful in coming to feast at our Father's house. There's something meaningful about being together with our brothers and sisters. There are many ways that we can be careful, and we have moved forward with this pandemic. Whatever way that you are comfortable, if you are comfortable elsewhere, in the mall, in restaurants, in parties, come to this party, for this is the party that feeds the soul of your family and of yourself. So get up. Take courage like Joseph. Church, this winter will pass. Spring is coming. Let's do some cleaning up. Let's make our home honorable for the presence of Jesus. And like the wise men, bow down before Christ with our gifts, with our homage for him. Will you pray with me? God, we give you all of the glory and all of the honor. And Lord, we pray 
that you continue to give us warnings, that you continue to give us dreams, that, Lord, you continue to speak to us through your word and forgive us for the times that we have not obeyed. Lord, we ask for our home. Lord, we pray that your blessing not be disrupted by sin and death, but God, that you bring your God-given purpose to all of our children, that your wisdom, God, be true, not just when we are in church together, but when we are in home, in the secret places. God, that your word really be act out, acted out in our daily life, that your Holy Spirit be in every corner and space of our home. Lord, that our young ones, our teenagers, our children, that they get to know you as disciples and that they become friends every day closer to you. Father, prepare us. Prepare us, guide us, and thank you for that faithfulness with your guiding star. We love you, we honor you. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amén.